0: Still buffering a cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl. You both doing okay? Yeah. So I check in real quick. Everybody yeah. doing okay? Doing all right. Yeah. Hanging in there. Um, Just like we that need to little... take. Go ahead. You can finish. I know what you're going to say. Oh. <laughs> like the little little kitten on the rope, mm-hmm. you know, that poster. Mm-hmm. That I had that poster yeah. as a kid. Just that little, uh-huh. little kitten hanging in there. Hanging in there. You did have somebody that pressure when you were a kid. you think somebody you would help that little kitten. No, I have a photographer that's like, no, you have to leave nature alone and observe it. You can't interfere. Just take a picture instead of helping it.
0: <laughs> that's nature. A kitten in the wild <laughs> on a tree
1: branch. <laughs> it's just stuck on a rope. <laughs> is that what nature is? Survival yep. of the fittest. Okay. I always like that part. Do you remember... I, I sometimes when I talk about Steve Irwin I get choked up so I'm going to try really hard not to. He's just so great and He is. I miss him. But do you remember when he watched him and his wife lay on the beach and watch the baby sea turtles hatch out of their eggs and then run to the ocean? It was a classic episode of Crocodile Hunter. I mean, that was before me. Oh. So. Well, he did, and it was so sweet and the thing is they were very clear like you can't interfere. Like, they have to right, make yeah. this dangerous journey on their own. Sydney really is getting choked up right now. <laughs> Shut up. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to imagine the presence of them and the camera and everything, like, kind of protected the cute little baby sea turtles a little bit. Yeah. And so, no, you know, that's, which that's is very, fine. And this is not, good. this. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, this is in like a good way, because if it were me, yeah. I'd be like, oh, you mean Birds or whatever, you stay away from these baby <laughs> turtles. Just anyway. carrying them one had... by one to the water—that'd be hard. Yeah. Not. If you need, if you need a catharsis, yeah. um, I'm sure you can find that episode of Crocodile Hunter and watch Steve Irwin and. It is his. I don't remember his wife's name, but watch the two of them laying on the beach and watching those turtles. It was very sweet.
0: I had to uh, watch the documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg last night, RBG. And that's how I feel about RBG throughout all this is like no one get near her. No one touch her. But everyone makes sure she's OK. <laughs> oh.
1: I, I read she's still working out in the gym or whatever, oh, man. Yeah,
0: Jeez. that's not good.
1: No, I now RBG got to work out at home right now.
0: Yeah, please. She's probably please. in those those private like
1: Supreme Court gyms. Terry right? Terry Irwin, by the way. Terry. Terry Irwin. I thought that was right. I just didn't want to say the wrong name.
0: But yeah, I just want I want everyone to stay at least six feet away from her, but also make sure please. she's okay.
1: Everything we can do.
0: Yeah, I just I need that. <laughs>
1: uh, how's um? So we're doing we're doing preschool at home at our house. How's that going? Uh. You know, I am beginning to see I hope that Charlie pays more attention when she is actually physically in class with her schoolmates (laughs) Mm -hmm. than she does when she's sitting at her desk in her bedroom with a computer screen and then all the things in her room to distract her. I have to assume that's part of it because today she kept trying to find various items to put over the camera at the top of the computer. (laughs) Who told her the government was watching her? (laughs) (laughs) And I kept saying, and I was trying to like, I didn't want to interfere. Like she's in class. I'm just there for tech support. Sometimes something weird happens on Zoom and I'm there to like adjust so that she can continue class. So I tried very hard to just sit on my hands and not interfere. But I finally reached up and I was like, honey, don't put don't put that penny over the camera. <laughs> then your friends can't see you. Stop. Now you see school Charlie. It's very hard not to Yeah. But I imagine it's hard. You're at your desk. You're in your room. There's stuff everywhere.
0: I will say I am almost 20 years old and I am in college and I have been going to school online. It's very hard for me not to get distracted by everything on my desk, especially because I don't have to turn on my camera in most of my classes. So I'm just just a microphone and I'm just watching and they can't even see me. It's like what what's stopping me from just like
1: playing Animal Crossing <laughs> while I'm in class right now? Have have we considered the potential this has with like, uh, there are going to be a lot of scenarios where all you need is the microphone mm-hmm. and you accidentally and without realizing have the camera on, not you necessarily, but right. like in this brave new world yeah, in which we all live. Um, and the many foibles of humanity, this will lead to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, there was that, that viral video going, video going around of the lady who was in a, some sort of meeting on zoom and she, uh, went to the bathroom and she took her laptop with her. And I guess just maybe she thought she turned the camera off or just didn't really think about how they worked, but she put the, the laptop down next to her and then proceeded to use the bathroom. And no. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, the messed up thing is that then one of her coworkers shared the video, obviously. Like, she didn't share it. Himself, so. Oh, man. So far more than like, hey, that's bound to happen. It's like, why'd you put that on the internet? Yeah. Uh, not cool. Not, not cool. cool. Let's right. all agree... That right now the polite thing to do is say, "Hey, can we take a can we take a quick break?" Uh, Karen, Karen, your camera's on. Karen, Karen, please, okay. Karen, please, what? please, me- tells please her. remove your laptop from the bathroom. I mean, that's a thing. Karen, you, know, you see everybody's reaction, like, "Oh no," but nobody says anything. <laughs> this is not the time for that. The polite thing to do now in a society is to tell them your camera's on yeah. or your mic's on or whatever. And let's all let you let's stop the embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, a, a better, more lighthearted foible is the, the boss that somehow turned themselves into a potato on the visual, but could, <laughs> couldn't figure out how to turn themselves, not a potato. So they just conducted yeah. the whole meeting as a potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. the future that I want to I want to get to where nobody it's not you're not yeah. even on screen. It's just this is who I am now. I am the potato. The potato is me. It's like the matrix, <laughs> but we're not hooked in. We just, just that's yeah, just, that's that easy. It's just that we're we're recording this on April Fool's Day. And I know there's a, there's a strict no April Fool's in effect, right? We're not we're not fooling no today. April, no April Fools. No April Fools. Although, unless your unless you're, yeah. unless your version of April Fools is, I'm just going to turn myself into a potato for this yeah. meeting for everyone's amusement and enjoyment. I feel like that's yeah. that's, that's an acceptable good. like I am and I'm acknowledging I'm a potato. I am not gaslighting anyone. Yeah. I am just a potato now. Please continue. Happy April first. So the world needs more more boss potato right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very good
0: feature on Zoom that's very easy to use where you can change your background to anything you want and you can import pictures and videos and Mm -hmm. make that your background. And I think we should all just have a funny background today in our Zoom meetings. Like I have a class this evening at four. Maybe I'll just find something funny to put back there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, but it'll be it'll be silly.
1: I don't think I have I don't have any Zoom meetings today, but tomorrow I have a faculty meeting that's a Zoom meeting. I don't feel like my fellow physicians will appreciate any funny backgrounds.
0: Maybe you just put it back there and you don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Like what what are you talking about? I'm not What? What? No, I I'm in my I'm in my room. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Although, I don't know and if you're a, if you're a physician who's great at technology, that's fantastic. I I don't know any Oh well, No, I know one. I know, I know literally one. But most most like doctors trying to use technology meetings like this. I assume the first like half hour will be all of us going. Is this am I sorry? Wait, Uh, hold on. Uh, I hold. can't. I can't hear you. Can you see me? Can you see me? The... Can, hold on. I can't hear you. <laughs> I see your mouth moving. That's going to be literally 30
0: minutes. That, uh, that was the most enjoyable part, I think. Yesterday was my first day of Zoom classes, and my first one of the day. It was at 11 o'clock, which you think isn't that early, but we all got on. I was still in my pajamas. I had woken up like 20 minutes before I logged on, and none of us had our cameras on because we all are college students. We all know how to work Zoom, so we all turned our cameras off intentionally, and then our professor gets on. Her face is like an inch from the camera. (laughs) She's trying desperately to figure out how all of this works. And then she finally does. And she's like, well, can you all turn your cameras on? I really want to see you like it's a real class. And all at once, we all turn our cameras on and we're all in our bedrooms and we're all in our pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad this is where we all were at this point. We all woke up at at 10 to 11 and just logged onto our computers real fast. And it's fine.
1: This is all fine. Yeah. Uh maybe, so, also, maybe what will come out of this is like for certain classes, that's always an option. Like there's just always the option to like you could take this class yeah. in class or you could take it from home because as long as you yeah. do the work, it's all the same. Maybe that'll be an evolution. We will of college. say
0: Yeah. On a on a more a more uh serious note, it has been very interesting to see how many classes that You know, colleges will say you can't take these classes from online. You have to be on campus for all these classes and these classes have a certain limit. So we can't have online classes with more than this many people. But
1: we're seeing how you really work Mm. college. Mm -hmm. I I think that we definitely are learning that we could make the world could be way more accessible to everyone Mm -hmm. than we make it like it. And it's not that hard to make the world more accessible to everyone. I think that's a good lesson that's coming out of all this.
0: And that grades aren't everything and that uh, standardized tests aren't everything because now colleges aren't even requiring SAT and ACT scores for this year for a new incoming freshman because so many test dates were canceled and they're lowering the GPA requirement because so many uh, schools have let out early and it's hard to judge GPA. And my college is thinking of moving to a credit-no-credit no credit option. So you know. Maybe we're all realizing that grades and standardized test scores aren't as important as we always
1: thought. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: don't tell me that.
0: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help me any. I already had to take I'm my also, ACT and everything.
1: <laughs> I'm also, I, I am the kid, by the way, who like went to all of my classes. And even if there was an online option, where, uh, as well, long as yeah. I am able to, I would have attended right. them in person um, because I liked being there <laughs> well, <laughs> because then, yeah. then you could go up and talk to the professor afterwards you know oh, just yeah. have like a little a little facetime a little chat with your right pr- oh professor and
0: this has made me this <laughs> has made me appreciate class more I will say like I thought it would be fun you know fun and fun and silly having class from my bedroom but mm-hmm. it does make me miss just having a reason to get out of my room and mm-hmm. and go somewhere just saying I now you can have private one-on-one yeah. Zoom meetings with your professor after class. There you go. Is that weird? I mean, I had one to discuss an essay I wrote. No, it,
1: it can't be weird. It's like, going to have to be normal now. Yeah, it has to yeah. be normal. It's all normal. It's like, now. oh, it's yeah, I can't have
0: this conference in your office now. I guess we just have to have a private one-on-one Zoom meeting.
1: Yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> well,
1: good. Yeah. Well, good. We're, well, I'm glad we're all, we are all adapting.
0: Everything is everything is adapting.
1: H- humans are remarkably adaptable. Leader. We really are. We yeah. are. We are flexible and adaptable, and uh, we can interpret the works of William Shakespeare so many different ways. Was that anything? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No, but keep going. <laughs> uh, and through the years, we we have uh, reinterpreted Romeo and Juliet so many times. And in 1996, what I like to think of as the definitive version of Romeo and Juliet. Okay, (laughs) absolutely. A hot take. (laughs) I. We all agree it was better than the original Shakespeare joint, right?
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, there's a.
1: You know it's the it's the same. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. I mean, they play around with it a little bit, But, but yeah. But basically, yeah, I know. I'm kidding. It's great. It's yeah. a Romeo. It is very good. William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was the name of the movie, although it was often uh, just shortened to Romeo plus Juliet. Mm. Okay, it was, was often the way it was like denoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, directed by Baz Luhrmann, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was uh, an amazing movie in its time that inspired a generation, <laughs> and I want us to talk about it. Okay. Let's right. do it. Uh, first of all, you've both seen the film. Yes. What are our... feel? I mean, I have, like, a play... Like, it will... It's hard for me to tell, like, is it really as good as I thought it was when I was a teenager? Because it is so, like, locked into my teenage... heart yeah. The part of my heart that, that is forever a teenager. It's so stuck there that I'll never know. Yeah. Like, is it good? Well,
0: I watched <laughs> it for the first time in ninth grade when I was probably like 13 years old, because we had a big Shakespeare unit. And for some reason, the version of uh, Much Ado About Nothing that we watched was that black and white one that was just from like not that long ago. Yeah. The the very recent one. Um, mm-hmm. And the version of Romeo and Juliet that we watched was this one. So I saw this for the first time then. And I remember having that very like, oh my gosh, this is amazing and so scandalous and so so i don't know I just i'm in love with leonardo dicaprio and uh claire Day and just so much going on and i watched it again last night now at 19 years old and i did still enjoy it but i didn't have that you know same like <gasps>
1: reaction to it as i did i think when i was 13 years old <laughs> well it's it's casted very well mm-hmm you know everyone is everyone is really just acting their little hearts out Oh yeah (laughs) and very attractive it is it is that's the other part of it visually Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the cast to the costumes to like the the set dressing everything about it is so like I don't want to say pleasant because that sounds like quaint it's it's beautiful I mean it's just it's Yes. Pleasurable is the word I was ch- almost going to use, but that sounds gross. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I think that's it's kind of characteristic of all of Bas work though. He he has this just it's like rich. The palette is just like everything he does, there's always sort of an opulence and it's it's like the it's the, the 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 saturation is just turned up a little bit like it's just gorgeous to look at. It's decadent. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it it feels like a very decadent film. And it, and like, you can just kind of, just like, I don't know, flounce down into it. Yeah. And get comfy. Just really settle in. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it, yeah. I remember when I saw it feeling like, because I, I would have been like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. when it came out. I would have been, no, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it, and I remember when I saw it feeling the same way, like. Oh, okay. I've seen, I've read Romeo and Juliet. I had seen the, the one from like the 70s or whatever. Yeah. I'd seen, I'd seen Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I, of course, was familiar with it, but like, oh no, this is for me though. Right. This is not, this is not your grandparents, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the teens. This is for me because it's, because first of all, there's Leo. So dreamy. Young Leo was very dreamy. Uh, again I think maybe because of when I grew up I will always think Leo's kind of dreamy <laughs> was that a radar yeah. Leo Riley Is that I think it was well no it's not
0: that he's not dreamy it's just that old Leo is just kind of creepy a little bit what I, okay. I'm not saying there is a problem with having an age difference between you and your significant other, but has Leo DiCaprio not, like, gained a reputation for being, like, in his 40s and dating girls who are, like, 18 or 19 years old
1: all the time? do that? Always. Yeah. Isn't that his thing?
0: Oh, I didn't know That's did I like that. That's why, like, Taylor Swift, you know, like, roasts goals. him in her song about, you know. Oh, I didn't know that, though. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I feel like this is the vibe I've gotten from all the media attention I've seen around Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Oh, this is breaking my heart. I had no idea. I've always been a big Leo fan. Not that he's not dreamy. and ta- He's very talented. I mean, yes. that's the other thing. Like, let's We can stop objectifying him long enough to acknowledge that he is a, an incredibly talented actor, I would say. Well, and I think that the whole cast does such a good job of like... You know, I remember learning Romeo and Juliet in prob- I think probably high school, uh, and like you kind of have to like it's just like it's all of Shakespeare. You kind of have to go line by line and figure out what they're actually saying. And mm-hmm. not having that fresh in my mind, I could still understand everything that's being said because of the acting, because you get you get the impetus behind each line e- without necessarily. That oh what what would that mean in in modern slang like you, you get it because of the acting. I I think that's very true. I that was that was part of why I found it so um, impactful. I think is like I was so familiar with that work, and then all of a sudden it all made sense to me. Um, which you can do. Like I remember I had that assignment at some point, probably inspired by that movie, where we had to shoot at home we had to film scenes from Romeo and Juliet with our classmates. You did? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh but, but the whole idea was say like understand the lines enough to say them in a way that your classmates will under will understand mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And I remember that that too was very like just yeah. learning it that way I was like, "Oh, I get it." Um but certainly I think the movie does that. Yeah. Uh also Claire Danes who is just like that was just the dream girl of the and 90s. It, can I just say
0: when you told me she was 17 in that movie?
1: Yeah, I believe she was about 17. Mm-hmm. I how?
0: <laughs> how can someone look like that when they're 17? I don't understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Claire Danes does a really good job of of walking that line between she she does seem like young and hopeful and somewhat mm-hmm. innocent and like all that like vulnerability that is supposed mm-hmm. to be there for that character yeah. but like moments of like but she's not stupid like she's not right. naive mm-hmm. she's not complete you know she is not a fool mm-hmm. for any of this like you you do not you do not feel that this is like ridiculous you yeah. buy that there's real love here yeah. um and real like good intention yeah and it's not all just like oh these silly kids i don't know claire danes does such a nice line of walking that maturity and innocence i also want to say i'm thoroughly impressed with her uh her brows considering that that was deep Mm. in the 90s when brows had become tiny angry lines she has good (laughs) full natural brows in this film she does
0: and that costume the angel costume iconic oh yeah I every time I see it I'm just like I just want to wear that all the time Mm -hmm. not just as a
1: Halloween costume I just want to wear it always so did everyone 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 yeah Yeah, that that angel costume I there were so many prom dresses yeah (laughs) I may have worn one or two I also believe that (laughs) that were inspired by that angel dress not the wings I could never bring myself to wear wings out in public but there but many many Tiny wings? I did not wear tiny wings. I could wear some tiny wings? Uh yeah, but I think I think that inspired many formal formal dresses of the nineties yeah. was that angel costume. Um her fashion in that movie in general. She Everyone's. also wears like the uh, like the baggy boyfriend t shirt mm-hmm. sometimes. Well then that for very nineties. Uh, that little like uh, the the navy outfit with like the pillbox hat that she wears when mm-hmm. she goes to talk to Paul Rudd <laughs> or she <laughs> meets Paul Rudd at the church, which I didn't even realize was Paul
0: Rudd until <laughs> Sydney said so today. I was like, wait, Paul Rudd was no, wait,
1: what? Yeah. do how could do he you not- be Paul how- Rudd? So I, I he Dave always looks Paris. That was my favorite name in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, He's Paris. Dave Paris. <laughs> which
0: like he- Paul Rudd always has looked the same. I yes. guess I just. I don't know. I don't know if I just didn't even notice, if I just glossed over it, but didn't even realize until today.
1: I know it's weird to see Paul Rudd and have him in a film, and it's not the one that the, the yeah main character wants to hook yes. up with. Like maybe that's why I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Oh.
0: If I had a choice between young Paul Rudd and young Leonardo DiCaprio,
1: I can't. I even... go with Paul Rudd. I have no. <laughs> Well, and Claire, Danes, Claire Danes in the movie. I was
0: going to say, secret third option, I choose Claire Danes. I choose
1: Claire Danes. <laughs> no, no shade on any of them. These are all yeah. fine choices. Well, and then there's uh, <laughs> also uh, Tybalt. Um, uh, it's John Leguizamo, right? Leguizamo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He's amazing in this movie. He's so attractive yeah. and cool and evil. I don't know how he pulls off those vests. Right? Like the the, like... <laughs> leather like with the religious you know symbolism mm-hmm. vests but he does he does <laughs> oh, but he does I like that's the kind of thing you'd think nobody could pull like you'd see that and go well nobody can pull that off who'd wear that apparently John Leguizamo can yep <laughs> yeah every time I, he can the fashion of both like the boys you know the Montague boys and the Capulet boys <laughs> the boys the boys <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all so much like I I look at that and I'm like, well, I just I want everything that the boys are costumed in for my own personal wardrobe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Those wild multicolored like Hawaiian yeah. shirts and yeah. All right, we got to talk we've got to talk more about the music for one and more about like the the impact, cultural impact of the movie and not just how attractive everyone is, right. it? <laughs> but it's got distracted. I I think that's part of the point. <laughs> before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, first of all, this week, uh, I want to tell you, too, about DoorDash. It is important right now that we continue to support uh, the restaurants in our community safely, which means not going to them and eating it inside, although mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us they're closed anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do need your patronage. They do need your help. So ordering food uh, through DoorDash Delivery is a great way to help support your community and and like if you're like us we live in a community where like we know the people who own and work at a lot of these local restaurants and we you know they're not just like Our local business owners are our friends and and family and everything. So this is a great – DoorDash is a great way to help support those people right now. Uh, It's an app. You get food right to your door, whatever you're craving. Ordering is super easy. You just open the app. You choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. So it's that simple. Uh, there A lot of your fo- favorite local restaurants are still open. They're still delivering food through DoorDash. Um, and this is a, a great way to help support them and eat some great food that you're craving yeah. in the comfort of your home. So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out DoorDash, what should they do? Well, right now, y'all can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for your first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BUFFERING. That's $5 off your first order, zero delivery fees for a month. Just download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code buffering. One more time, that code is buffering. Get that 5 bucks off and that month of delivery for free. All right. Look around you. Taylor, Sydney. Okay. To your left,
0: to your right. Uh-huh. It's a wireless world, especially now it in sure this time is. where we're we're all working from home, going to school from home. Literally everything from home. Everything is wireless and everything is is based in our our technology now. So we all need some good headphones while we're, you know, doing our school, maybe doing an at-home workout, doing work. But don't go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair of wireless headphones. First, check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Hey. Because they start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands that you know. Their newest model is called the Everyday E25 earbuds, and they're the best ones yet. And I know from personal experience, I've used them to go from my workout to a class online on Zoom, where I just transitioned right from being paired to my phone during my workout. They stay in, they're wireless, then I can move right into my bedroom, connect to my computer, have them work for all my at-home classes, um... They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a stylish and discreet design that gives you a nice, noise-isolating fit. Their wireless earbuds are so comfortable, they're perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. I've literally done, I think, everything I could possibly do with these headphones over the past few weeks, going from uh, making quick grocery runs for the parents, to working out at home, to doing... Everything from my computer in my bedroom and Raycon's earbuds have gone with me everywhere. They've never died on me, and they stay in, which is very important when you're using wireless headphones. Definitely. So... Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Raycon's earbuds, what should they do? Well,
1: now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get fifteen percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering for fifteen percent off Raycon's wireless earbuds. One more time, that's buyraycon.com slash buffering. So I wanna I wanna take a moment to discuss the music of Romeo and Juliet because this movie, like I said, it, it had a if you were if you were a teenager in that time or a young adult, you will probably remember that this movie had a pretty big cultural impact. Um, it, everybody was talking about it, and everybody was listening to the soundtrack. Um, and I was I was no exception. It was great. <laughs> the song I feel like that everybody like immediately listened to was the song by uh, the Cardigans. <laughs> yes. I love fool. I don't know why that was the I mean it's a great song. I'm not saying it's not, but like that was the one that like was the first one I remember seeing nonstop like on MTV. That was mm-hmm. back when they did music videos uh, all the time on T te- on television. It was a really dreamy music video too. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh and that one that one took off really quickly. Um but uh all of the songs, like I was a big garbage fan already. <laughs> <laughs> Of the so, band garbage. I uh, well, all right. I, Sydney, I, look, we're gonna... not talking about Grease too this time, Sid. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I mean, we all knew it, but I'm just glad you're finally getting around to it.
0: It's a joke. Mm-hmm. It's the name mm-hmm. of the band it yeah. led to
1: uh-huh. a no. It's funny. the door was wide open. Uh huh. I meant the band garbage. <laughs> now we can't make a joke about it. No, clarified. It's fine. You can. Uh anyway, I I liked Garbage anyway and they number one crush, their song on the soundtrack was great and intense and very cool. Uh I saw Garbage as part of MTV Campus Invasion. Oh, oh my wow. Gosh. That isn't that like a weird throwback. Yeah, that was a time. They came they I know they came to Marshall. They did? Mhm. Garbage and Lit. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, the band yep. Lit. Yep. <laughs> We snuck down onto the floor of the Civic Arena. We didn't have floor. We had seats. We didn't have floor tickets, but we snuck down onto the floor to watch garbage play. Anyway, Amazing. that was of a time. That
0: was that it's another one of those date yourself yep. without <laughs> stating like year you were born.
1: The ground at the Civic Arena was slippery because they also used it. They used to use it as an ice skating yeah. rink. Yeah. For when we had a hockey team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is getting weird. But I remember I remember Shirley Manson complaining specific. about the the slippery ground in our civic arena. I still remember that. Um
0: maybe this says something about how I watch movies or the kinds of movies that are becoming more popular now. But I don't find myself paying attention to soundtracks as much during mm-hmm. movies. And I don't, I mean maybe that's just me, but it this movie I also, I don't know the music in the bands from this time as much as you all do, obviously. Right. But, like, the music in this movie, I was just like, yeah, this this is nice. This works. This is good. I enjoy it. But it wasn't, like,
1: the part of the movie for me. That's funny. Because that, it really, like... Well, I mean, and I guess that's part of it. When you hear Everclear, you know you're listening to Everclear. Like, there's no, you know, there's no confusing that. Yeah. Um... But like that, uh, "kissing you," the love song. Oh man! Well, they- like as as soon as I watched the movie, I was like, "I've got to get that song." Yeah. Well, they have such good integration too of the music in the um, in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just like it's in the background for. Some of it, but then that the the kissing use there's the performance in the movie of the the lady who sees it, and they do the same with the Desiree. I don't think it's actually is is when Does Cry not on the soundtrack. It's just in the movie with the like the whole the mm, I'm like lo- y- you know what I think I, you're right. Because right. I was thinking about that when it when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I, I love this song, and this is a great version of it. But I do not remember this from the soundtrack, and I don't think it. I don't think it's on there. So so it is. So okay. This was this has been frustrating to me. I was trying to find uh, since we were going to do this this week. I was trying to find the soundtrack to listen to it some to inspire me, and the soundtrack that was easily available was from two thousand seven, mm-hmm. and I in like I couldn't get some of the songs on there, and then there and then when Dove's Cry was on it, but I don't, but I, I don't remember it being on like I owned the CD, mm-hmm. and I don't remember it being on the CD. I don't know. But that would have been back. I mean, there's no way the soundtrack didn't come yeah. out until 2007. Right, right. So this has to be like a re-release. So where is my, I can't find my 1996 Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> where is it? I need it. Because the You and Me song, I can't get. Oh, that song and was great. It's always you and me, always. That such one? a happy, mm. upbeat song for like kind of an iconic song in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, and I, you can't, I can't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I can find, actually, I know, I think a lot of these are on YouTube. I think, yeah. Everything. All on. of
0: them probably are. Everything's on YouTube, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah. I've, I'm learning this. Proud of you. I'm 37 and I'm learning <laughs> that everything's on YouTube. Everything
0: is on YouTube, which is terrifying in some ways, <laughs> but helpful in others. <laughs>
1: like if you're looking for the soundtrack to 1996's Romeo and Juliet. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but the the music really defined and I mean if you were thirteen watching the movie Romeo and Juliet and with a guy in the basement of his parents' house oh. and that song came on, it was just like all of my teenage dreams at this moment are coming <laughs> to <laughs> oh,
0: Nothing man. happened. Yeah.
1: No. He's just stringing me along. Aww, no moochin. Yeah, no moochin. No. At least it didn't end up like Romeo. and Yeah, it and Juliet. could be worse. No. Yeah. No. No. no there was no, no
0: death. <laughs> um, I will say, just strictly like making Romeo and Juliet into a movie like this with this cast made it so I actually enjoyed Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade, mm-hmm. which I feel like is hard for anyone to do when you're in ninth grade, being forced to just read it out of a book in your class and like your teacher begrudgingly assigns parts that no one really wants and everyone's struggling to read all the words that are in shakespearean mm-hmm. plays um but watching this after having to read it like that was very like oh my god now i love <laughs> and Juliet. oh my gosh now i love shakespeare
1: was i the only one who loved reading an english class reading aloud yeah uh,
0: yeah you were <laughs> yeah i I mean, like, personally, I didn't mind it because this I don't know if this was a thing in most public schools. But for some reason, this was a recurring theme every single year of my public English education of high school was having to read some sort of old play in my English class. Whether it was like Shakespeare in ninth grade, 10th grade, we did 12 angry men and the importance of being earnest like we did. Mm -hmm. We did a lot. I enjoyed it because I was doing theater and I was like this is this is cool. We don't do a lot of like plays yeah. in community theater. But no one else in my class seemed to enjoy it. So it was just a lot of like long awkward pauses while no one really wanted to read and we were all waiting for someone to take a part and then
1: I guess that's true. I I always hated the like Trying to cajole other people into doing it, yeah, part of it, because obviously people didn't want to, and it sucks to have yeah. to make them. But
0: and there's a like the boy that you secretly like that you want to volunteer to be Romeo, and you want to be
1: Juliet, and I would have ha- have happily done every role if I had been allowed. <laughs> See this? I I would have like b- bordering on anxiety attacks, like leading up to a class that I knew there would be a possibility that I had to read aloud, like. I would Aww. fixate on it all day if I thought, "Oh no, what if they call on me and I have to read, and then I say a word wrong, and then people think I can't read?" And it would just be in my head all day. I did not. See, like, you have got a nice little spread along. I, yeah, this. I wish I could have <laughs> nice gone to your along this class and here. read for you. Yeah. I could have. I could. I. I used to. I remember thinking, like, hmm, I have a talent for uh, dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> Oration is kind of uh, oh. one of my skills. So, oh, Lord. if you would you'd have like been,
0: me, oh man, you would have been that person in my class. I've been like, oh, no, it's coming to her lines again. I can't. This is just. Oh, I didn't read them. I know we're we're in high school in Huntington, West Virginia, Sydney just everyone, calm down. Like I I know you that you're reading it with
1: purpose, oh, but no, she taking it a little them. bit too far. <laughs> I performed man, them. There it is. Oh gosh. <laughs> It was the worst. I did, though. <laughs> of course. <Worse>. Of course. <laughs> I, w-
0: I was trying to make it come alive. You know who else I bet performed them? Who? Justin.
1: McElroy. You know, I'll have to ask him. Because <laughs> the J-Man like wasn't He was not exactly like um, a go-getter in his school days. Yeah, but like when he, it comes to dramatic readings... He didn't... He he knew... He knew the the truth that like maybe that we're learning now that your standardized test scores and grades yeah. are not like the most important thing yeah. in the world he knew that pretty early on yeah so <laughs> uh, I don't know I'll have to ask him if he performed she seems like a very McElroy thing it does it, I mean he was a theater major yeah so maybe Yeah. him and Travis both <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Although, if Justin did it, I guarantee people would have thought, like, oh, that's so funny. That's, oh, look, he's, like, they would have liked it. They would have been like, did you see what Justin did? Whereas, I guarantee after I read in class, people were like, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Please don't call on Sydney. I think maybe. I shall volunteer my services as narrator. (laughs) Did you practice at home? I think maybe.
0: Of course. Of course, yeah. Of course I practiced at home. Um, Worse than having to read as a class, though, was when I had to read Romeo and Juliet in a class, but the teacher read all the parts and just read it to us, reading all of the parts for all of Romeo
1: and Juliet. That sounds fine. And all of us just sitting there
0: looking at each other like, at this point, yeah, at this point, I think we'd all just rather read it as, like, it Different people, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Did she do different voices? No. So watching, you know, Claire Danes and mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio was a nice refreshing change. I in that class.
1: I do think it's cool, like the the whole kind of the dressing of the movie being like rival sort of rival street gangs, kind of being the main characters. <laughs> like I like that it actually fits. The cool thing about Shakespeare is that, like, once you actually understand what's being said, it all sounds like, oh, it's fancy, like, fancy people talk, right? It's like, then you actually understand what he says. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, this is all like dirty and bawdy and it's yeah. like has mm-hmm. puns and it's kind of silly. Like, so having a bunch of, <laughs> you know, like street gangs say these lines actually fits more with what is actually being said, which mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Like, it actually fit with the content. Yep.
0: That did blow my mind. Yeah, Yeah, The first time I had an assignment in an English class that was like, okay, everyone has a a page or a scene from a Shakespearean play. You're all going to translate it into modern language Mm -hmm. and write what you think the modern interpretation of the scene would be. And the first time you realize, like, oh my gosh, there are jokes in here. (laughs) It's like, wow, (laughs) I didn't get this before.
1: (laughs) Too many these and thous. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, you definitely. I think. I think that that was a probably a gift to a lot of English teachers when that movie came out because it was like, oh, yeah. just watch this. Yep. And there's no, there's no nudity, right? Mm, no, no. Because no. No. in the old one, in in the one that I watched in school before. Mm-hmm. I remember very distinctly the moment where there were boobs because our teacher ran up to the front of the classroom with a manila folder and held it over Not the TV boobs. until the boobs were gone. Oh no, no boobs allowed in class. I remember that moment very yeah. clearly because I remember her running to the front and holding it over the, the giant deep television right. with yeah. the VCR yeah. <laughs> that we were watching to hold it over the boobs until the boobs were gone. I don't. Think I don't think there's there nudity no, in this one. Yeah, I don't think there's any nudity in this one, right? No. I don't believe so. I
0: don't know. I feel like you remember when there's nudity in movies a lot more when you're younger and you're not supposed to see it and you're like, ah, oh, no, there's boobs in that movie.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I would have remembered the boobs if it weren't for the manila folder yeah. that was attempting to cover the boobs. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't notice the nudity, especially with, with boobs. My boobs are out all the time anymore. I don't yeah. even think about it. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> That's just breastfeeding. But
0: No, it's it's just Sydney just walks around sometimes
1: just That's just fine. They're just boobs. Come on. <laughs> just on literally, calm literally down telling people. Calm They're just down. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big deal everybody calm down. Uh I think those are all the the Anyway, it was I I now want to go look up some fashions from Romeo and Juliet and buy them and wear them mm-hmm. now around yes, my home, I around suppose. Around the home. Well, mm-hmm. they came out with I'll wear them. with a Forever 21 had a line of of clothing inspired by this movie I think last year and I remember seeing it and I kind of got excited like oh there's going to be like those cool patterned shirts and like you know like mixture of like mm-hmm. religious iconography and like highlighted color palette I love that stuff but then it was all just kind of like baby tees with the logo printed on it and like skirt with the logo printed on it, it was all just kind of like it, it's just, just uh, they just use the pictures from the movie Yeah. I remember that. I remember that when that came out because I was similarly disappointed. I was like, I don't want a picture of Claire Danes and Leo DiCaprio on my shirt. I want to look like either Claire Danes or Leo DiCaprio (laughs) from the movie. (laughs) I'm not not trying to show off my love for the film. I'm trying to cosplay here, people. (laughs) I want to look cool. So we release a still buffering line of just... (laughs) cosplay yes. for this movie yes. uh, I am going to seek out some of this these clothes I just really want that dress now uh, you can find like actually it's funny I was looking and there are some websites where like you can match like here's the dress that she wears oh, here yeah. and this is a fairly similar mm-hmm. like it's not hard there's a lot of that I, a yeah. lot of people want a dress like this movie I would have nowhere to wear it I just want it yeah wear it around your house yeah I need some that. of those shirts for the summer. I feel like some of those like Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be, a be good. good. I want to Yeah. You all should get. Oh. <laughs> you should
0: get just four of them. <laughs> Two tiny ones for Charlie and Cooper yeah, for and the whole family. See,
1: see I want to go for the 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 religious vest that that Tybalt pulls off. Mm. I don't know. I want to try. I think I could go for it. You could pull that off. I think you could do it. Yes. We didn't even, man, this movie's so good. If you haven't seen it, please see it. We didn't even touch on that, like, Mercutio is so cool and dangerous oh, yeah. in this movie. He just has this edge to him that you think, like, I don't know what you're capable of, but I bet you'd be fun to party with. Uh-huh. And the uh, Father Lawrence. Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, re- the writing of that character is, like, <laughs> he's a priest, but he's also, I don't like a botanist, like a weird yes yeah <laughs> hippie botanist and, 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 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and he's also all tattooed and like the first time you see him you're like is is this a hot priest <laughs> am i attracted to this, we, priest? <laughs> this can't is this a- i don't i don't know how to handle this <laughs> <Are you allowed>? <laughs> <laughs> not not the priest too they can't all be hot <laughs> i mean they even made jamie kennedy kind of like cool in this movie he's, he's one of the montagues he's got the pink hair yeah yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't. This is this oh, is quite yeah. a lens we're looking at through here. Where I'm like, Jamie Kennedy, good style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. You should see it. You should listen to the soundtrack if you can find it. I guess.
0: Yeah, on YouTube. That's probably um, where it is. And
1: then we can all dress like that for this summer when we're released from our homes, hopefully. Yay. <laughs> and. Like everybody's going to forget about like the societal expectations and just wear whatever they they want to wear, and I think that'll be great. Just mm-hmm. you know, and all that time you wasted love on the outside world wearing what you thought would make people happy, and now now you've now you've learned not to take it for granted. Hmm. Well, thank you both for indulging me in discussing this Absolutely. movie that was so I um- love this movie. important to my youth.
0: <laughs> Taylor. What is our next assignment? Uh, well,
1: it's something that is important to my youth. Um, not nearly as, I guess. I guess that everybody's nearly as attractive and cool in this. Uh, I want to talk about Invader Zim. Um, all okay, right. Yeah. all uh, right. One of my favorite cartoons. Uh, it was the the brainchild of Jonan Vasquez, uh, who was also the creator of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee, like a bunch of comics that I liked growing up as well, but. Uh, but uh, Invader Zim had a bit bigger of a cultural impact, I feel, and uh, definitely, I think influenced uh, not just me, like a generation of young weird kids. <laughs> hmm. I I think that'd be great because I want to show it to Charlie. I think she might like yeah. it.
0: Maybe Cooper. Uh, yeah, I will. S- Cooper would. Cooper would relate personally. Well, there's the yeah.
1: there's the new movie that came out on Netflix, which holds up. I mean, it, it really captures what was great about it, but also like. As an adult, I really enjoyed it. But then I I recently went back and did that daring thing of rewatching older episodes like, oh, no, what if it isn't as good? And it's just as good. And it's definitely just as like, I don't know, this is appropriate for small children as I remember it being, which is also good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's creepy another one of those
0: yeah another one of those cartoons that you all showed me when i was maybe too young to be watching right? it <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, what, that's what i'm sitting here debating like well we'll we'll let charlie dip into just a little bit and see what she thinks well, i think i like... definitely watched it when i was five years yeah, old well yeah. and i think it's i think charlie would like it because charlie's a weird kid and it's a got a weird creepy mm-hmm. sense of humor to it but i definitely like it was on daytime nickelodeon and it wasn't like one of those meant for adult cartoons it was yeah it right, presented right. itself as something that you could watch at five years old i just don't know if you showed up <laughs> well we will let's check it out and we yeah. can we can debate next all right. week all right well thank you both um everybody thank you for listening keep hanging in there keep staying home and staying safe and washing your hands and uh zooming and skyping and Talking on just a regular old telephone. Yep. <laughs> With all your friends and relatives and enemies too, if you want to, I guess. I don't I mean that's fine. Maybe this is a great time to make up and mm-hmm. find common ground and reconnect. <laughs> anyway. All right. Wow. <laughs> and don't go that far. Yeah. Sorry, these are weird times. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to maximumfun.org. There are so many wonderful podcasts that you would enjoy, and you can find them there. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuff@maximumfun.org. We're getting emails, by the way. It's working. Yes, they work. It, now. it okay. is fixed. So if you yes, if you're thinking like you always say that, but it doesn't work. It does. It did. Like it it it's fixed now. Yes. Yes. So you can do that. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind.
0: This has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I am
1: Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I am, am too. You you garbage. you like, fan I'm of garbage. garbage. The lesser. Many examples. Lesser novellas. Oh, But not quite as popular Hi, I'm Dave Hill From before And I'm very excited to bring Dave Hill's podcasting incident Back to Maximum Fun Where it belongs You can get brand new episodes Every Friday on MaximumFun.org Or, you know, wherever And while my partner Chris Gersbeck and I might lack in specific subject matter on our podcast, we make up for in special effects. Chris, add something cool right here. Also, we have explosions. Animal noises. And sometimes even this. Dave Hill's podcasting incident every Friday on Maximum Fun. Chris, do another explosion right here.